We are live. Tap in birdie. Swing season, fall season. We took a long break and we're back. And I am so happy to have my good friend Luke sweated out on coming from the West Coast where the tournament is. Luke, how are you tonight? Couldn't be better, man. I'm I was really excited for this. We had uh, plans to get together a couple weeks ago and and I, I botched that on the timing issue, and and so we didn't get to do it. I know all of our uh, viewers out there were very bummed, but dude, I've been I've been waiting for this. I've been itching. I've been pumped, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very much. Uh, you were so excited for this event in particular. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to have you on for it. It just makes perfect sense. It's one of your favorite tournaments, and uh, it, I just thought it'd be the perfect opportunity. So I'm glad it worked out. A little later podcast tonight starting at eight thirty. I love it. Going to have a lot of viewers tonight. I'm very much looking forward to it. So before we get into the Fortinet board, I want to know your betting philosophy because there are so many golfers every week and there's so many different golfers we like and there's so many different things we look for. But then at the end of the day, you have to put a card together. You have to pick six or seven guys to put on your card to bet outright. What takes a guy doing well in your model versus him going on your card. Where do you make that distinction? And how does someone, what boxes does someone need to check for them to ultimately make your outright betting card? Yeah, so it's hard, man. I mean, I, I think that one of the things you gotta, you know, decide first is like how much am I how much money am I allocating to this tournament, right? And then from there, you gotta squeeze guys in, right? And so I don't get too married to like my model. I, I run a model every week. Um I use it more for like visual purposes, right? Like, I mean, shoot, if a, if a guy is dead last in my model, uh, it's going to be hard to overcome that. But if he's, you know, midway in the model, but there's other things that I like, he could still, he could still make it. So I think that people get too married to what their model spits out. Like, you know, they just, Hey, this guy was second in my model. I got to bet him. And it's like, sometimes the models can be very, uh, very tricky and just, we have to think about what goes into the model. I think that sometimes people get caught up putting a bunch of stats into a model that actually are telling them the same thing over and over. Right. Like you don't want to, I don't think you want to be looking at, um, I don't know, birdies, you know, birdies or better gained, but at the same time be looking at opportunities gained and putting, right. Because yeah. birdies are better gained is a, is probably a function of birdies or of opportunities gained plus putting. So those kinds of things, I think people need to be really, you know, thinking about what they're putting into their model and then, you know, determining if what their model is telling them is actually like worth anything. So, so part of its model, part of it is uh, course history. Part of it is comps that are maybe similar, um, you know, similar courses and how they perform there. Part of it is just recent form. Um, and then part of it's just, you know, feel and, and what if the number's good like yeah i mean one guy we'll probably talk about today in a little bit is, is kevin nah like for me everything to me pointed kevin nah the number came out you know 20 to 1 and i was just like i don't know if i can do that so so that's kind of the philosophy it's it's a function of stats course history recent history number and and really probably the number is the most important thing yeah yeah no that that makes a lot of sense i think that the more you do this and the more you bet and the more you make your card, the more you realize that you have to kind of put everything together. You have to put the model together. You have to put your own intuition together. You have to put the number together. And then at the end of the day, you have to come together and pick a few guys that you're going to bet outright. So I know you got your wine opener. 
We're in we're in Napa Valley this week. What are you sipping on? Some nice fancy red wine. So I've got some red wine here. It's yeah, very fancy. You can tell because it's just called red wine. It's not even a type of wine. It's just red wine. But it is from oh, Napa man. Valley. Um, I'm gonna pop this open and and start drinking this because, yeah, man, I I love Napa. I, my wife and I we went on our honeymoon in Napa. We went on our first uh, first anniversary actually to Silverado Resort. We stayed. Uh, at the resort, I played the North Course twice and the South Course once. Um, I think it's the only PGA event that I've played, or ple- you know, PGA course that I've played. This is so, this is great. I mean, yeah, you have I great, like course. I said, you you have great course history here. You've played this course, so you I, I feel like you're a good handicapper to have on this week. I think you're going to have a big week, and I'm glad we have uh, some similar plays. So let's just get right into the board. We have the lowest odds since Tiger at API in like 2012. Rom at 350. I want to take this one. I really have some strong opinions about it. Rom has been the favorite for the past, I don't know, like eight tournaments. Like he's always been the favorite, and everyone's kind of had to debate am I going to play Rom or am I not? And just hope he doesn't win. In my opinion, this week, no one should worry about Rom winning. Rom is not winning this tournament at three to one. There's a few reasons why. Like like my friend Andy said, it's just known Rom is a tough course guy. Rom wins difficult events. He won the U.S. Open. He was going to win the Memorial. He won the BMW last year. Really difficult events. He thrives at really difficult conditions. He doesn't thrive on birdie fest where guys win at 150 to 1 every year. And obviously the number's unbettable. So I think there's other weeks where you have to construct your card thinking Rom isn't going to win. I personally don't think it's a week where anybody should worry about Rom winning. Obviously, he's the best player in the world, but I don't see his skill set. And in this type of event that tends to produce a lot of long shot winners and makes a lot of birdies where his skill and his excellent will be highlighted. So I want nothing to do with Rom this week. I couldn't be less scared of him this week. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting this out of the way first because, I mean, the number is pretty silly. It's absolutely absurd. I know there's actually a lot of people on Twitter that are like us who post their cards every week and, like, people are betting him, and it's absolutely asinine to me. I can't believe someone would bet because, yeah, I mean, three to one, four to one, whatever it is, it's just ridiculous. And I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are of the opinion, like, hey, Rom is showing up, so he cares. I don't know that that's true, you know. Yes, he does not have to show up to this event. There was no reason he had to show up. He's got the Ryder Cup next week. He could be at Whistling Straits getting some reps in. You know, what my read on it is is there's another guy who showed up to this event who shows up every single year who happens to be a good friend of Rom. Go Devils. That's Phil Mickelson. I, you know, I think that they have like a relationship. I think that there's a there's a piece to this that Rom wants to go hang out in wine country with his wife. Uh, you know, they're probably bringing the full-time nanny along to watch the baby. They're going to be having dinner with Mickelson every night. They're going to be hanging out. He's probably going to be picking Phil's brain a little bit for Ryder Cup strategy. I think that there would have been a three-week gap in between uh, Tour Championship and Ryder Cup. And, you know, there's nothing that simulates competitive professional tour golf. And so he wanted to get some competitive reps in. And I don't think that he's going to like mail it in and miss the cut on purpose. I don't think guys ever do that. Um, but if I were John Rom, my ideal scenario would be play on Thursday, Friday, miss the cut on the number, fucking have a great dinner 
on Friday night and get out to Wisconsin. That that would be my thing. So I don't know. I, I think it's an insane number. He could totally come and just wax everybody. That is absolutely on the table. That is a thing that could happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not betting on it happening. And uh, if it happens, it happens. You know, so yeah. what? We just wasted yeah. all our time doing all this capping. And, yeah. and, hey, we had a good time. We watched the event. I don't think it's going to happen. These birdie fests, they bring everybody into the into yeah. the fold. And you mentioned it too. Like he hit all his wins are on tough courses. He's got one win a couple years ago at the Amex. I think he won it at 22 under. I think that's like his only, what you would call a birdie fest win. All the other ones are, are major style. You know, he won a major. He's, he's won a memorial. He's won the BMW, which was at like what three or four under. I mean, he yeah. wins tough events. So yeah, yeah I'm yeah. So I, I I couldn't be worried. I couldn't be less worried about it. I'm glad to move into like more down the board a little bit. Someone, the next guy on the board at fourteen to one, second shortest odds is Webb Simpson this week. I personally don't have much of an opinion on Webb. I like other guys around that area more. I don't think I don't have any reason to fade Webb this week. I actually think that this course obviously suits him well, being in a little bit shorter, him being good with his wedges. So I, I have no problem with Webb Simpson, but I like the next guy more. Do you, do you have any reason to fade Webb Simpson or play Webb Simpson this week? What are your thoughts on Webb? No, I mean, Webb came out like third in my model. He's Everything suggests that he would be good. The reason I wouldn't be playing Webb is, is the number is just not something I'm interested yeah. in. Plus, Webb just has not been that good recently. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of strange that he's even here to begin with, and I think that there's a kind of a couple categories of like guys who are here, and he probably falls into the category of like, maybe this is an easy win. You know, like I'm, I'm a real PGA guy. Cause there's a bunch of guys here who just got promoted from the corn Ferry. That's why they're here. It's their first opportunity to play. There's a bunch of guys that are like, these are free, easy FedEx points. This could help set up my season. Webb is not either of those categories. So I'm not even really sure what, what yeah. he's doing here. You know, yeah. he might, so I, I, I don't think he's a big wine guy. He's got a bunch of kids. I, I I'm confused yeah. why, why he's here at all. I think that he, you know, picks his spots and he goes to tournaments that he thinks he can play well in. And this is much more like that versus a place like the ocean course or something like that. Like this would obviously suit his game a little bit better, but I really do like Kevin Na this week. I tweeted it out Monday morning and I gave all these reasons why I like Kevin Na. I got a bunch of favorites. It makes sense. And whenever that happens, it usually doesn't turn out well, but I really do think that, it, this is a great week for Kevin Na. I got a 22, which I think is actually a good number. Um, I think 22 is a decent number to start your card at. And then if, since we're liking the longer shots this week, I think it's easier to round out your card with some guys more down the board. But you're going to have to have a big spike putting week. He always puts well. The whole reason why we didn't want him at Whistling was because it's a super long course. We're at a super short course. He can excel on shorter courses. He's playing some excellent golf recently. I mean, he was tied for low net at the Tour Championship, so he's in good recent form. He has good approach numbers inside 150. And this is – I don't really like using these kind of like motivating factors, but the fact of the matter is Billy Horschel just got left off the Ryder Cup team and then went out and won in Europe. And I think that Kevin Na might possibly, it can only help that he got held off the Ryder Cup team and he's going to a course that he knows he can contend on. He doesn't have excellent um, course history here recently, but like six, seven years ago, he played well. So he definitely can contend well on this course. So I know you said you didn't like the number, but he checks a lot of boxes and I'm just going to start my card with Kevin Na and, and forget about it. 
Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, man. Like 20 to one is a, is a fair place to start. It gives you a lot of options. Um, he was the guy I was like planning to bet all week before numbers came out and I was hoping like 30. Um, and it just, I don't know. It, it's hard. Like you said, he's, he actually does has, he has a win here. Um, the other course that I, I really like as a comp is, is TBC deer run the John Deere. I think that's like the best comp. And I think there's a huge crossover in the leaderboard and he was just second there like a couple months ago. Everything makes sense about nah. Um, it was just like the way that I wanted to do my, my, uh, my card. It was just too short. And so I, I skipped it and I yeah. feel like I'm going to, I'm going to get crushed on that. There's, yeah, there's so, a possibility that he's waxed. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would like to start the season with a win on, on Kevin Knott. But so the next guy, Hideki Matsuyama. So this is a betting podcast. We're talking about bets. We're talking about best bets on the week. One of my favorite bets for the week is Kevin Na plus 100 over Hideki Matsuyama. I love that bet. I'm betting it 100%. It's on the card, full unit on it. I don't see anything in this course that really suits Hideki really well. I don't have a strict like course type for Hideki. But I just don't really see him playing super well this week. He doesn't have excellent recent form. And he's he plays well on bent, and it's not bent this week. And Hideki's a guy that he's not in the top 10 every week, always contending. He's either very much in it, or he just has an average finish. And I think a T22 or a T18 from Hideki is likely in the cards. And I do like not a top 10 if he doesn't win. So that's one of my favorite bets on the week. So next Next guy, I want I want you to talk about who you started your card with this week in Charlie Hoffman. Give me the rundown, sum on Charlie Hoffman because I like that play and I want to know your opinion on Chucky. Yeah, so before I do that, I think that I'm going to try to find that uh, Kevin Na versus Hideki because I like that a lot. I don't, yeah, I don't it's, it's it's good, on it's on like Hideki most books. At all. It's on yeah. a lot of books. It's like a it's um, not like a weird matchup. So I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look for that. All right, all right, let's take. Right. So so Chucky Hoffman. Um, is a guy that I bet a lot at the end of last year, like kind of the mid part of last year, he had just this run of just insane iron numbers. He was, and he was kind of like fringe contending a little bit at the Valero Texas open. He was right there with uh Spieth and he had just some real good, like a, a two month run of just really good play. He got hurt and then we didn't really see him until the playoffs. He wasn't very good in the playoffs and it was kind of just like this, you know, he, people kind of forgot about him, but for a while there, he was everybody's darling. And so he came out second in my model. Um, one of the things I was looking at was those those wedge proximity ranges. I put together a little like mini model of those ranges. He came out third there. He kills it on the par uh, par fours, 400 to 450 yards. I think there's like nine of them. That's basically like the whole course is that, that range. So that's where he kind of thrives. Um, you know, off the tee is really good. His recent putting has been solid. Uh, you know, he's a birdie or better is off the charts. He's, you know, so he just checked every box that I needed, um, came in at 40 to one. His course history here is surprisingly like not great, but Chucky Hoffman kind of falls into that, that category that I was talking about. I think I would call it category like number two of like established PGA guys who, who want to show up to a swing season event, bank a bunch of FedEx points, and then they're like free to, to play whatever schedule they want and not worry about like missing the playoffs or any of that stuff, because he's kind of in that realm where he's been on the tour for a long time. He's, he's won some tournaments. He can win this tournament. Um, I think it's just 
I think it's just a perfect place to start. And I got him at 40 to one and then he drifted to 45 to one. So I bet it more. Yeah, no, I was going to say you got the worst of the number. I, I bet a 45 <sighs> on my local. So I yeah. saw, I, cause I saw your card and then I ran some models and he did really well in my models. And like we're talking about, he does well in all these stats we're looking for good proximity distance, good for par four, four to four fifty range. And I, I really do like that he played well at the Northern Trust. Like, that was not a course or, like, an event anyone was really expecting him to play well at. Basically, mm-hmm. T20s, T21. So I think that the recent form versus and all these stats that are showing up really well for him makes Charlie Hoffman a really good play this week. So I'm glad we're both on that. I'm definitely Let's playing go. him. So I, I, that that's bet for me. Um, moving down the board a little bit. We got Varner, Munoz, and Champ. I think these are all very solid plays. I think these are all very solid plays. I think these are all very solid DraftKings plays. I have really no problem with any of these guys. Starting off with Cameron Champ, he's won here. I mean, Cameron Champ has events that he can win at and do well at, and this obviously is one of them. And I think that coming off a recent win, some decent recent form, you know, we're talking about how – off the tee is a very big advantage this week. And I just think at 45, I, I don't really love that number on him, but I have no problem with any of these guys, Varner, Munoz, or Champ. Do you have any uh, opinion on any of these three guys? I mean, Champ was a guy that I was thinking about, and then I was kind of surprised at the number. That's just way lower than we ever see him, you know, and um, so I, I wasn't really that interested in it. We've, we've seen him win here. I think it'd be kind of surprising to see him win again here. I, he might surprise me that he kind of always wins when you don't expect him to like he's his winning numbers are like triple digits. So coming in at 40, that's just not what I was uh, really interested in Munoz. You know, he's a birdie fest guy, so I could see it. You know, he, he seems like a guy who is better off in a short, you know, short field or a short course. So I like that. And Varner, I am absolutely team never fucking ever Varner. Like get out of here. Yeah. with the Varners. I'm so sick of Varner. Everybody thinks he's yeah. going to win every single week. He like doesn't even really get close ever. Like tw- two times in the last three years, he's like kind of somewhat contended. Varner is not good, and I, I'm planting my flag there. He is not, I, good, I, he's I, not I'm good. I'm glad because I I love just make, like making bold takes, and you know we're this is what we do. We're content creators. Did you get to three thousand followers by the way? Dude, no, three I've, away. I've got to be real I, close. I'm real close. Three yeah. away. If you're following, I, there's no way no one, anyone watching this isn't like following you. But I, you need 3K bad. Um, I think I'm that, so close. That's, and- that's very close. Only thing I will say about Varner is, I don't know. I kind of like RBC as a comp a little bit just because Sync won both events and yeah. Willow has won both event or not won both events, but Grillo is in the RBC. RBC. So though, yeah. I kind of like RBC as a little bit of a comp. And Varner did play well there. So I, I, I think that it could be a – he's not going to win, but I think it could be a decent DraftKings top 20 play. I'm not really sure. So I, everyone – I think it's a sucker bet. People are, people are <laughs> like betting him like he already won, and it's a sucker bet. He's just not going to win. I will reference a tweet that I made, and I've, I've bumped it a couple times, and it is that one thing that people forget about Harold Varner is that he's terrible. He is terrible. I'm sorry. That's my Varner take. I'm, I'm and and hard. he's definitely a guy that when you think he's gonna play well, he never plays well. So yeah. so if if people are gonna think that he's gonna do well this week, then that makes sense. Like Munoz, so I have Munoz in my fantasy draft, 
And so I'm going to root for him every week. But I've been betting him a lot. I've been betting him top 20 a lot. And honestly, he hasn't really cashed for me. And I don't have anything that makes me want to bet him. So I'm just going to lay off it and just not try and reach and just bet him just because I want him to play well. It's a new season, different strategy. I'm trying to be profitable. Not that I wasn't last season, but I'm trying to do things a little bit different this year. So I, I'm, I am too. You, normally you got to learn. Like, learn from your yeah, past. Normally right? I would just be mistakes. like, oh, I'll, I'll bet Munoz top 20. I'm not doing it this week. So a guy that literally everyone and their mothers is betting and he's long off the tee, can make a lot of birdies. He's shown up recently is Mito Praria. Everyone's betting him like one of the most popular plays this week. And honestly, I never fault any, like if he came out, if like the only number you could get on him was like five fifty to one, like then I would say bad bet. But honestly, like if someone like that comes out and you could get a 90 or above on him, it's 10 bucks. Like I don't fault anyone like that being their first click because the number's so high and you don't have to risk that much to get a great return. So I don't hate it. What are your thoughts on pr- one of the most popular golfers this week, at least on gambling Twitter in Mito Peraria? Yeah, I like Mito. I, I hit a corn fairy bet on Mito, you know, a couple months ago. And so like anytime you hit a bet on somebody that you love them forever, basically. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's where he is for me. But like he, I, the he's just been mushed to death this this weekend. It's just it never happens that way. Like I, I feel like the Twitter curse is going to be so strong on Mito this week, which is unfortunate because like statistically, and and just looking at the way he plays golf, it should be a perfect fit. That guy mashes the golf ball with his driver. I mean, he is a masher. Um, so that should be a huge advantage. He's pretty good with his wedges. Sucks at putting, and I think that's going to be where he where he falters in this tournament. Like you got to be a halfway decent putter in this tournament. The only defense this course has, you know, according to everybody yeah. is, yeah. is it their difficult greens. And actually, like I said, I've, I've played this course. The greens are tough, man. Like there's, there's parts where if you're putting from the wrong quadrant of the green, dude, good luck, man. If you get it to stop within three, four five feet, you've made a great lag putt. And it's, so I, I think that's where he's going to struggle. It's just, it's just not that easy, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I like I I truly believe that because things like I I really feel like with Henley and Bryson like within the past month both of those things happening it's just like wow it's like really not yeah. that easy because it's like no. and those were like great plays also it's like not oh, even, they were they, they were, were right like there that. until the very they're, last they were great plays and it just like it for whatever reason when something's so obvious and everyone bets it it just like just doesn't really seem to work like that and I have you know I, I would say Harris maybe a little bit of a community win, but I would say the last true community win, I say this all the time, the last true community win where it was so obvious and everyone was on it was JT at the players. Like there hasn't been a win like JT at the players, and that was so long ago. So I per, I got a 90 on Mita, so I just threw 10 bucks on it. Like it's on the card, like whatever. I don't expect him to win. You won't miss that money, I, dude. It's, it's, yeah. I, I don't hate it. Like it's – yeah. It's a 90 to one, whatever we're, we're moving on. So a guy I like this week, I bet top 20. I have a two plus two twenty five top 20. I don't think he can win. We're talking about RBC comp. We're talking about coastal talking about strong approach play. I like Grillo this week. Um, I'm not going to look, this is a guy that always pops in models and people like him. I'm not saying this guy's going to win. I don't even know what his numbers at. What? Like, 
like uh, like 50 to one. I'm not sure. saying that's a good bet, but I do think that he can play well this week and cash a top 20 and double your money to plus 225. I think that's a good bet. That's on the card. And like I said, I like RBC as a comp, shorter, strategic place. And he played well there and he plays well on coastal. So that works for me. I'm fine with that. Um, so I bet him top 20. I think it's a decent bet. In this range, Siwoo Kim, Grillo, Homo, Revi, McNeely. I know none of them are on your card, but do you have uh, any thoughts on any of these guys? I don't know, man. It was it was kind of the way I approached this this week was like I wanted a lot of bombs, and I, I kind of went not big on, on Hoffman, but like that was my biggest bet. So I was kind of priced out of the rest of these guys. Um, you know, Snedeker and Revi, like those are kind of the course fit guys, I think. There's a but there's a few of the like corn fairy guys that kind of got promoted who are who are in this range like uh, Steven Yeager I've seen some love for Aaron Rye he got his card he's a Euro guy but he got his card through the corn fairy uh, you know championship the playoffs that they had Taylor Moore you know so some of these guys like a lot of pretty much my my thought on all the corn fairy guys is like show me you know we got to see it because the corn fairy tour is a very different beast than the PGA tour the corn fairy tour is like yo fire off 40 birdies or you have no chance like you have to you have to score 25 under every week or you're not going to win a corn fairy tour event this is this is a tournament that has the potential to be a a birdie fest but i think that um it really hasn't been that you know there's been a lot of years where like the winning score is in that 15 to 20 range not the 20 plus last year was 20 plus and it could be again this year but I, I think that we got to see it with a lot of those guys. Um, and then the rest of these guys, man, I, I don't really know. I, I just went Chuck Hoffman, and I think that guys who are 100-plus, 125, have just as good of a chance to win as any of these 50, 60, 70, 80 guys. So I, I just skipped on the whole range. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And a guy that I'm, I'm – because in golf, that's what's so great about golf betting is that you – like. You don't have to like fade anyone. Like if you, you don't you don't lose money if someone plays well unless you actively fade them in a matchup. But someone I'm actively fading in a matchup is Max Homa. He's getting a lot of love this week from a lot of people, and I think people are betting him. And I'm just in no way, shape, or form going to bet somebody that has lost po- strokes putting in like seven straight events and has not put a good finish together. I don't think it's a reason enough to just say, oh, he's going back to the West Coast and he likes these greens. So just bet him because, like, something is seriously wrong with his putter right now. He's admitted it on Twitter. And if you just look at the stats, he's just been absolutely god awful with the flat stick. So I'm fading him this week because I don't think he could just turn it around in two weeks just because he went to the West Coast. So I'm taking Mav McNeely in a matchup over. Homa, he's a little bit juicy. I think it's like minus 120. But I do think Mav McNeely does have a decent week. I think this is much more of a course that fits him well. So I I have two matchups this week. I told you, nah over Decky and McNeely over Homa because I'm really planting my flag that I just don't think Homa is going to have a good week. And I think that his putting woes definitely continue as we move um, on into the week. So – I'm, want, I'm with that man. Full, I'm full fade on Homa this week. I mean, like, I'm just not betting him, so that's my way of fading because that's all I do is really outrights. But like, if you look at Max Homa's best finishes, Genesis, 
Wells Fargo, Genesis, Memorial, Valspar, Farmers. Yeah. Those are hard golf courses. Like yeah. Max Home is a hard golf course specialist. He is not a yeah. birdie fest guy. So yeah, yeah I, I'm a full fade there. And I think McNeely is a perfect play here because like that's a guy in this range that I would be looking at. Um, he's really good at, at short golf courses. He's a West Coast guy. He went to Stanford. Stanford's probably what an hour and a half, two hours from Napa max on a drive. So like that's a to, I really like both of your uh, your matchups. I'm gonna have to tail those. Yeah, no, that I'm like in. I'm trying I'm to like structure my card a little bit different and like because sometimes oh, I, I have these takes about matchups and then I'm like, oh, it's just a matchup. I don't really like. I like my top twenties, and I'm like, no, this year I have, I want two solid matchups, and sometimes matchups are easier to hit than top twenties and top tens and outrights because you can if you actively think a guy won't play well this week and he doesn't, yeah. then it's an easy catch. The other guy doesn't even have to play that well. So I want you to talk about um, some of your longer shots, guys that you bet. So first one on your card, we'll just go right into it. A guy that played really well um, a few months ago, had a lot of great um, results at some nice birdie fest, some nice TPC courses. A guy, Adam Shank. What do you like about Adam Shank this week? Yo, the Shank Epotamus. Um he was like a guy that I didn't even have to do any research or do anything. I was going to bet him from the very start. Like I said, I think the John Deere is the best comp to this. Yep. And that was the best, best start that he had all year. It looks like. And so um, I just think that Adam Shanks, a, a good player who's, who's kind of in the, you know, trending in that right direction, trending toward a win. This is the kind of field that, you know, he's just as live as anybody in this field. I think he's, He's a good birdie fest kind of player. Um, the stats, you know, he ranked out 11th for me. There wasn't anything that he did bad that I was looking at. He's not like elite in any category, but there's nothing that he's bad at. Um, so Adam Shank was just one that I've been riding it. I'm not going to hop off. And I think that that John Deere, I think he was fourth at the John Deere. Yep. Give, give yep. me all the Shank. He's 100, 100 to one. He drifted to 125 after I posted my card. So I fucking bet it again. What are you no, I, 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 <laughs> Shank, I bet him top 40 a bunch in that like little like, t- like run we had where it was like Rock Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere. He also had a 15th at the Barbasol. He played well there. That's a birdie fest course. So I, I like Shank. I think that makes a lot of sense. And sometimes with these guys, you just kind of have to ride that they're going to continue to play well. And there's nothing worse in golf betting than betting a guy a bunch of weeks and then coming off him. And then he goes out and wins or posts a really high finish. So Dude, that's I definitely in a revolver type stuff, man. Yeah, no, that that's very, <laughs> very, very upsetting. So um, Patrick Rogers, uh, I didn't bet him. Um, he's Chris Powers, my good friend's favorite golfer. My good friend Andy loves Patrick Rogers this week. He's like one ten to one. You know, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate a top forty on him at all or a top twenty on Patrick Rogers this week. He plays well on the West Coast. So I have no problems with Patrick Rogers this week. I'm not getting there. I'm trying to limit my exposure a little bit. But a guy that I do want to talk about that, I be- that I'm that i betting top 20 at, I think I got a plus 400 on him, top 20. I think it's an excellent number, so you could even play top 40, um, anything like that. But I do like um, Dylan Fratelli this yes. week. Totally, totally tailing. And, like, I kind of like Dylan Fratelli, but Andy, if – some Andy and I always go against each other's plays and always argue about shit, but I'm on board with Dylan Fertelli this week. 
like Andy said, he's excellent off the tee. He's excellent with his wedges. He has good course history here. Those are just three easy boxes for me to check to place a like top 20 on someone plus 400. My only concern would be to just play devil's advocate a little bit would be that his best two finishes this year were at the masters, which was kind of a birdie fest and the open. Those are more a little bit difficult major conditions. So I worry that how well he's going to fare in this, but I'm, I'm all for Fratelli this week. You have any thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I bet Fratelli a uh, hundred to one outright. I'm, you know, we're both big time Andy Lack fans. Um, he's getting, <laughs> he's blowing up. And so I hope he doesn't blow up like so much that his plays start, you know, being the mush plays of the week. I'm always afraid of that. Like when I listen to his, his, uh, his early podcast and like, he likes somebody that I like, I'm like, ah, fuck, here we go. But Fratelli is one of those guys this week that I was, I was definitely thinking about. He's won the John Deere. That's the comp that I love. Um, he kills it in those wedge ranges. He's long off the tee. Dude, there's that's that's kind of what I'm saying about this tournament is Dylan Fratelli at 100 to one is way just as live as a Gorilla or a a Varner or a Reeve or like yeah. any of those guys in that range. So I I absolutely love Gorillas or uh, Fratelli as a play this week. I bet him 110 or 100 to one. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I I think that that's a fantastic play, and I'm I'm not too worried about like the the recent form he if you look at his history it's that's just how he plays golf man he's like miscut miscut 50th 60th eighth like that's he, he's not a guy who it doesn't matter where his where his recent history is or where his recent form is and so i think this is a, a tournament where he could show up and win it absolutely all right so i'm glad we're both on uh for telly this week i think that will be a uh a good play. So uh, the next guy that made my card, I bet out right at a hundred to one, you can get like a one thirty to one, um, had an excellent FedEx cup playoff, excellent off the tee, excellent on approach birdie maker proven winner on tour is Hudson Swafford. Um, might be a little bit of a square play, but I really don't care. I think the number's way too high for a guy that's actually won on tour and proven himself versus these like corn fairy guys. So I think that riding his recent form from the FedEx Cup playoff where he had two top 20s and it was just ball striking the shit out of the ball, I really do think Hudson Swafford's a good play outright and top 20. Obviously, I love top 20s. So I got a um, – I, I think it was a crazy number. Like I actually um, – four – Plus 450 for a top 20, like that is just like easy, like not even a question. I'm betting that. I think it's an excellent bet. So he's on the card. It's coming out tomorrow. Not I'm bad. very much looking forward to it. So I, I'm fine with um, with Hudson this week. So next he's guy kind of on a, your a weird, like sneaky. He's the he's the popular long shot, which you don't really see all that often. But yes. like it makes sense. Like I I don't think he should be that number. Like I've been saying a couple times in this podcast. He's just as live to win this as Harold Varner is. Why is there a yeah. 35 versus a 150? Like, so I, I don't hate the, the Swafford play. I'm not. I'm not going there. But like, you know, I'm I'm an outright guy. So if you're going, yeah, top 20s and stuff, I think that's a really solid play. So next guy on your card, Brian Stewart. That one Ooh, was Brian. Correct Stewart. me. Correct me if I'm wrong. What was he like? The chalkiest play at a tournament recently. Which tournament was that at? God, I don't or know. Or am I missing? Wait, was Brian Stewart the one that finished well at the Wyndham? Let's that see. That was in the playoff or no? 
So Brian Stewart, he was okay at I think he was super popular either the Wyndham or the 3M. I can't remember. I think it was the Wyndham. I think it was the Wyndham. Yeah, Windham. it, it could have been the Wyndham. Yeah, he finished 15th at the Wyndham. That's not too bad. All um, right, so what 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 do you like about Stewart dude, this week? So Brian Stewart it's so there's there's a couple of funny things I want to say about Brian Stewart. One, I couldn't pick him out of a group of two on the street. Like if you showed me two people and you said which one's Brian Stewart, I'd have fucking no clue. Um I also, though, he's like, you know what he is? He's he's the most generic, like, looking person ever, I feel like. He's just, like, a generic human. But uh, a couple years ago at the um, Barracuda Championship, back when they had it at Montreux, the, the older course, I went up there, and there was an entrance that was, like, in the middle of a, uh, a hole. Like, you just walk in, and you're, like, midway through the fairway. And Brian Stewart was teeing off, dude. And I hit I saw that guy hit a drive that I my jaw just – it dropped – I almost stepped on my jaw watching this dude hit the ball. I was like, damn, that is sick. And he's not even like that nasty off the tee or anything or really anything. He's just, he's just kind of an all around solid guy who shows up at these, at these birdie fests. He's just randomly like pops up in these tournaments, but you know, in my stat model um, wedges, he's really good. The 400 to 450 par four is really good. He's good at putting on POA. He's good at putting on bent. His recent putting super hot. His good drive gains is excellent. He's his three putt avoidance is excellent. He's a good birdie maker. Like he checked every box for me. And then he came out, I think in, let's see what eighth place at the John Deere. And he's had some good finishes here. Like yeah. John's, he had a third here in yeah, 2020. But, yeah. Brian That's Stewart. a lot of boxes to check. That Dude, is, he checks I'm every- like, yeah. Every box, and he's 100 to 1. Like like you said, throw 10 bucks on it. You won't even miss 10 bucks. Did you spend 10 bucks on the dumbest shit that you possibly can spend it on? Brian Stewart's a man. So Whoever he is. Maybe so, we'll know what he looks like. We so might know what he looks like. Brian the Stewart, that's way too <laughs> many boxes for me to check. He's due 100 to 1. I think it's a, it's an excellent play. I mean, I have absolute – I'm, I'm going to place it right now. I'm going to place it now. Right, let's see what I can get on him. I think it, no, I, and the recent form is excellent. Like really playing good. some really good golf, yeah. and then you mix in, yeah, hundred to one right now. I got it on the book. I'm gonna throw a hundred dollars on it. Like <laughs> Do you know, that. I think that's, no, okay. that's a good investment. All right, that's money. in. That's he was in, third right. here last year, by the way. Third here last yeah. year. That's a good investment. Hundred bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bet more on him actually. So once the Giants win yeah. tonight. It's all yeah. going on. I mean, I just think you mix in the recent form and then you mix in the course history and then you mix in all those different stats that he excels in. I just think that when all those boxes are checked and it's not just the most obvious guy, I think it makes a lot of sense and I'm totally down for it. And I, yeah. I just based it. I'm probably going to play top 20 on it just to be a little more chill about it. But I think it's an absolutely great play. So now I'm kind of getting your vibe and what it takes for you to, to place a uh, – Oh no, dude, Chad, my best boy, my business partner, Chad, this, <laughs> this, uh, let, I mean, last time we put a house bet on a hundred to one guy, he won. So like, you can't, can't knock to have a Chad's my business partner. This podcast will be on the fantasy golf pod, YouTube page, um, on YouTube, everything else will be the same, but yeah, Chad's my business partner. So, you know, he, he's a good guy. I'm glad he's, he's checking. Chad it. is the owner of like, I don't know, 200 houses. Yeah, no, I mean at least two house bets. That's pretty good, man. I mean, he's he's a very impressive fellow, and uh, and and he's a real estate agent 
who owns all the house. Like yeah, the guy so he, he's he's a mover he, and a shaker. Yeah, no, he he knows what to do. He he's he's a great guy. I'm glad he's my uh, my business partner and uh in all this. So the last guy on your card, cheers also. Cheers. All right, cheers. I'm having some drinks. Luke List, what what do you like? I mean, I, I can't I couldn't pick Luke List out of a two man group, like you said. What what do you like about uh about Luke List this week? Honestly, I nothing. He's the worst, dude. He's Luke Luke Blacklist is my nickname for him, but I keep betting him anyways. He's just one of those guys who like I think is he's just gonna do it at some point. He he's an absolutely elite off the tee kind of a guy, you know, drives the ball like it's nobody's business. Um, his par five scoring is really, really good. His off the tee numbers are really good. Opportunities gained are really good. Um, he he finished, I think, top, I think maybe fourth or so. He, he was top ten, top five at the uh, John, John Deere. He's he's had a good finish here. Um, I think last year he was he was up towards the top of the leaderboard as well. Like eventually, Luke List is going to do it, and I don't want to miss it. You know, when somebody who has your same name wins, so we're on the Brian and Luke. Yeah, train this week. Yeah, and I just can't miss it. And so you know, 125 to one. I, I think that's a fine number. Um, he's super long, and it's eventually he's gonna. A coach thinks Luke sucks, but he does. So he's right. Uh, but I'm betting him anyways. Have to. No, I I think that I think you have an excellent card. I think you're gonna start the season off with a great win, and uh, I'm I'm there for it too because I think we have a lot of uh, a lot of similar players. So I I feel so excellent about this new season and you know i had a great i had a good season last year and then i completely fell off but that's all in the past now it's like everything reset i have a new outlook on life honestly and i just feel excellent about things new card few more outrights few more matchups less exposure i i just feel excellent about the season and i think that in a way, the swing season and the lesser bet events are actually easier to make money on because obviously the books have football and less people are betting them. And it's just a little bit easier to uh, to hit these bets when you're following the tour every week and you have these random takes on these guys because it's not as obvious and people don't know. So what what is your take on the swing season overall? Do, do you enjoy it? Like it, you find that it's a little bit more profitable? Dude, I'm a golf junkie, man. I they could play on fucking Mars and I'm going to try to handicap it. Like I love this. I love it, man. I think that most Sundays on the PGA Tour are more compelling to watch than NFL football. Like I love NFL football. Don't get me wrong, man. I'm in all the leagues. I'm in pick 'em contests. Like I'm doing it all. But PGA Tour is the best that there is, man. It's the best sport. I'm, I love your your optimism about the season because I feel the same way. I just could like last week when there was no PGA golf, I just was bummed out, man. And I was so excited that we were starting out with with the Safeway event or the the Silverado event, the Napa event, Fortinet. I was pumped to get on the the uh, podcast with you, dude. I was pumped to start doing my research. Like I'm just I'm just pumped, man. And I know we're gonna win this week. Both of us we're gonna hit a card or a, a bet. Our cards like, are our cards are money. They're yes. so good. Um, getting new dude, irons. Oh, you're getting new irons, dude. I yeah. yeah I, once, I if I if I had a if I had a huge bet this week, I'm getting new irons. I've been waiting all year to kind of. What are you gonna get? I've, I've been kind of putting it off getting new irons, but now if I hit a big it? bet, 
Yeah, no, I should. I should get fitted. My sure. arms are like pretty old. So, yeah, no, I should get fitted. But I'm coming off the round of my life. Shot a 91. Just excellent. Feeling great about my golf game right page? now. Yeah, Beth Page. Uh, e- easiest course there, but it's still a little bit tough. But the thing is, okay, so I usually I like I don't have like a bad driver game, but I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to hit my three hybrid off every single tee. And, and I have no miss. I have no miss with my three iron. Like, yeah. I mean, my three hybrid. Like, yeah. my miss with my three hybrid is, like, maybe, like, a little bit to the – like, I just don't have a miss with it. Whereas, well, like, my miss – You're not So, I'm in play. It's good, not a man. long course. I'm, like, an eight iron out. You know, put a close chip, two putt bogey. I'm happy with the bogey. You move on. So, I'm feeling great about my golf game. And then I'm, like, watching football. And I'm, like, I would rather have just spent the day I golfing. Be on the golf course. Dude, like, I, man. I don't 100%. enjoy – I don't enjoy just sitting on the couch all day Sunday and just watch. I know a lot of people do, but now we don't have to do that. We could split because we're going to have all the guys in it on Sunday. So the Sunday sweat will be a lot better on the golf course and actually with a PGA Tour event than on um, football. So, Luke – it was an absolutely excellent time having you on. It was a great podcast. We're both very articulate and we're both very handsome, obviously. Super um, handsome. I, I think that you should switch your um, your profile picture on Twitter. I think people need to know uh, how good looking you are. I mean, that's just kind of what I think. Yeah, I think you should. But you know, whatever. I was thinking whatever. about switching it to an NFT. Try to get some. Uh, try to get the algorithms in my favor. Yeah, I, I would never know. in a million years buy an NFT because I'm not a fucking dork, but. <laughs> I could just take a screenshot of one and use it. I thought about it. Yeah, that. no, I, I think that I, I know nothing about it. So one of our biggest fans, Coach, obviously everyone loves him. He wants a review of the card. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna quickly go through my card. So outright, I'm betting Nah at 22 to 1, Hoffman at 45 to 1, Swafford at 140 to 1, Mito at 90 to 1, and Brian Stewart at 100 to 1 adding matchups i like nah over decky and maverick mcneely over homa top 20s i like hoffman at plus 225 grillo at i don't have it up grillo at like plus 200 um fratelli and swafford at and then probably brian stewart also that so that is my card now go through your card for the uh the week for our best friend coach yes sir my my card is all outright picks I'm starting with Chucky Hoffman. I'm going to the boy Adam Shank, Brian Stewart, Fratelli. All three of those are at 100. Luke List, 125. Let's rock. No, I, I think I think it's going to be an absolutely excellent week, and I, I'm very much looking forward to it. My card will be out tomorrow morning. Check this podcast out. on. I'm going to put it on iTunes tomorrow or my live um, Twitter, and it will also be on the Fantasy Golf Pod on YouTube tomorrow or it'll be on right now actually so shout out to everyone who listened i really appreciate it if you're watching tomorrow on wednesday before you finalize your car i really appreciate it if you watch live you're the best it was an excellent week appreciate everyone who uh, hopped on any closing remarks luke nothing man bk you're the man that's all i got <laughs> luke you're the man i'm glad we did this you'll be on again soon we got a lot of tournaments to cap so <laughs> you'll definitely uh be on again appreciate everyone who uh checked out the pod and uh looking forward to catching some tickets this week best of luck